Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shades of Reality. On today's show, I have the beautiful Shadia. Shadia is the founder of Tassa UK, a movement comprised of fashion and media. She, you, you specialise in bespoke women's wear. Yeah. Um, you featured on various runways throughout the UK. Yes. I did meet Tassa at one of the fashion shows in Birmingham early on in the year, didn't I? Yeah. And that's how we connected through that, so that was amazing. Yeah. And that was a great show. Your designs were absolutely amazing, guys. Thank you. Um, she is also the founder of her upcoming TV network, the Tassa TV Network, or the Tassa Network TV, also known as the TTN yeah, TV TTN Network. TV. Yeah. yeah. That com- that's a storytelling about real life issues, would you say that? What? So it's a space where I'm, the purpose is to create safe spaces where we can learn and grow with each other, learn from each other. No topic is out of, you know, yeah. is off the limits. We speak about everything, anything. And yeah. Yeah. And also, you've got so much going on. Also, podcast, upcoming podcast, that's part of the TV network, isn't it? The yeah. media side. That's the first. How it made me working. feel. Um, that's educating. So how it made me feel is a podcast series, which is going to basically, it's, so on this podcast, I'll be talking mainly about sexual assault. I'm a survivor. And um, how, so the podcast is basically going to be really about healing and sort of speaking to different people about what it means to what sexual assault even means how we come from sex to becoming sexual assault and basically so i was assaulted by a man and this podcast is my way of communicating to men most importantly because i have i'm a mother as well i have a boy child and i have a very very loving relationship with my father and these two things put in place with my friends and the people that I speak to, it made me sort of question if people even know what exactly they are doing when they're doing it or if they know what it makes other people feel when it actually does happen. And this is the reason as to why I came up with that podcast, yeah. That's amazing. I'm sorry to hear about that. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's not okay. But it's you've not. Through, you've got through it and yeah. you've come up, come out better, hopefully. Yes, I think um, all my experiences as a person made me who I am. If I took one out and I nitpicked, I don't think I would, be, would be who the, I am. No, I don't think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Amazing. Um, tell us a bit about your background, Tassa. What what inspired you to create the Tasha, Tassa UK the whole organisation. We'll talk about the fashion side first because you've already, you know, developed that because the yeah. side's upcoming. So the fashion side, like I said, amazing bespoke women's fashion guys, like 1010. I'm not just saying that. I don't just promote <laughs> anything because I like substance, I like meaning. Yeah. I like the whole feminine kind of thing going on because um, I think we need to bring that back. Yeah. But that's another story. That's another conversation for another time. But it represents to me um, womanhood and just yeah. the old, you know, femininity and my kind of style. Um, how did, how, what inspired you to create? So Tassa is actually my name as well. 
Oh, so yeah. Shadia Tassa. Her name's Shadia, guys. <laughs> my name's Shadia, and her name's Shadia. I was like, oh my god, I got yeah. the same name as me. So it's not many. Yeah, we do have many black women that I I work with. Another woman called Shadia. Have you? But it's not Shadia. Yeah, but I've only met one woman, and she's from the Caribbean background oh. called Shadia. And when I met her, that was like over like 20 years ago. And I was like, oh my God, your name's Shadia. So it's very... Have you not met anybody else called Shadia? Not exactly. Not Shadia. Shadia. Um, Sadia. Sadia. There's all different names, but your name's close to mine. So yeah. because of like, oh my God, it's another, yeah, you know, it's usually Asian women that I tend to find with the same name as me. I think because it's a Muslim Arab- name. It's Arabic. Yeah, it's not Muslim, it's, it's Arabic. Oh, is it not? Yeah, it's Arabic. It's Muslims are religion, Arabic's... Uh, a race or should I say a nation <laughs> whatever okay oh, let's go into it yeah. fair so, enough yeah what inspired you to... um so Tessa Tessa was inspired by me and my story how I become the person I am today and the reason as to why I called it Tessa because is because when we are born we are given names and some of these things, things like names, are things that stay with us for the rest of our life. I feel like when it comes to a name, there's a purpose. There's a reason as to why your parents chose that name. Mm-hmm. And with me, I feel like even when we change it, they, something sticks to you. You get me? So, yeah, I chose my name because um, I wanted... I wanted it to be an expression of who I am, where I've come from, where I get to go. You know, the future is bright and I am very, very excited to see how that goes. But um, so for the so for the fashion side of things, that inspiration came um, from during a time where I was a refugee and um, I went through a lot of things and one thing that I learned um, so I was a refugee in Kenya I saw asylum in Kenya Um, I'm originally Ugandan and um, yeah so the the brand comes from the Tassa brand comes from the fashion side of things comes from one I love I love clothes who doesn't love clothes? You love clothes, right? Yeah. So I've always loved clothes. Growing up, I loved clothes. But I was restricted by uh, my parents, mostly. We, I, I come from a Muslim background. So I was always restricted. And through the restrictions, I felt like I couldn't express who I truly was through what I was given to work with. And from there, I was like, hmm. Maybe I could make my own clothes, you know? Because I'm not skimpy, you know? I wouldn't wear something very short and very, you know? But at the same time, I, I don't want to be covered up and, you know, not that there's anything People wrong with it. People need to express their beauty some way. It's yeah. Like being the, it's the femininity in mm. us. It's not... The masculinity, is, that's where the separation is. Yeah. We are feminine. It's, it's, we don't need to show much. But mm. to express our beauty in different ways, yeah. what you feel comfortable in. Um, me, I'm more of an internal person. I do, I love fashion. I've always loved fashion and art. But I think it's because the influences I had as a child growing up and the different, I had so many different influences. So it was just so much going on, so much creativity going on. But I think it's an expression of who you are and it's mm. who you are without even saying who you are. So I think yeah. we need to be 
if we want a lot of people want a certain expect like I expect or require certain kind of like energy or kind of response from people I think if you want that you need to kind of dress the way, dress you, wanna the way be. you want to be respected like I should dress how I want yeah you can but other people we live in a world where people um they judge including yourself mm. the person moaning about being judged yeah no it's true we all judge so mm. if you want to be seen as a certain then you know reflect that i think it's very important for people to understand yes there's a very very huge importance in dress the way you want to be addressed but at the same time for me people not to mistake the fact that who you are comes from the inside mm -hmm. and 100%. not necessarily on the yeah. outside and it's not what you wear it's how you wear it i well, believe yeah. in that <laughs> no because like i says i've been in predicaments where um like I'd wear certain things, but men still wouldn't approach me. And even today, like, they won't approach me because I think it's the energy I let off. I don't know if it's, you know, a scary one. But men would just probably look and be like, and they'll probably approach me in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I can't, I'd say that, like, I think most women, can, especially where we are from um, the culture, um, have experienced some kind of sexual um, assault. not Trauma. Yeah, Something related yeah. to. Mm. And I think um, we can learn from that. I think it's important we learn from that. Learn from the sexual experience, learn, the sexual trauma. Yeah, just learn from our experiences in general and learn mm. from the trauma and mm. um, um, kind of just reflect and put it into practice to do better and kind of, all right, I know not to be in that predicament again. So you go back to where the trauma happened or what environment you was in at the time and you can kind of learn. You should, should be analysing everything, I think. That's just me. I'm very kind of like... I, I analyse things, um, I learn probably differently to others and yeah. I'm very disciplined and I don't like repeating mistakes. I don't think no one does, but that, I'm very disciplined, so I know what yeah. I want, what I don't want. I don't always know what I want, but I always know what I don't want and certain... Um, Do you sort of look at your patterns and examine yourself and you're like, oh, I did this. Stuff. I know That's that I don't need to dress up. skimpy to get attention. I know it comes from within with me. So, so Tassa UK, <laughs> um, best spot you've done Manchester runway, yeah. you've mm. done Birmingham runway. Um, how was those experiences for you to get involved in network? So back to the question you'd asked me before. Why, um, what what the inspiration for creating yeah. Tassa fashion, the fashion side of things was. And um, for starters, it was the fact that I love clothes, mm -hmm. but I it was important for me to uh, sort of gain access to the clothes that made me feel comfortable within who I am. Mm -hmm. And most clothes that I found out there, they would look good because... Thank you, Lord. I'm blessed with the body. Yeah. But it didn't make me feel good. Yeah. So it was important for me to find that and how to find the clothes these days are expensive. Yeah. So I had to learn how to make them myself. And then afterwards, I started making clothes for women, mm -hmm. you know, so so I can empower them, you know. And yeah, so back to the question you asked about... Um, runways yeah. i've been on the fashion invasion birmingham mm. with uh keely atu i don't know if you know her that's where we i don't met. know her personally and i'm mm. one of the designers black woman fashion show oh yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah i interviewed him previously i've got mm. an episode out with him yeah um, on my channel it's yeah 
another yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, I saw you that day. I'm like, ooh, okay, girl. Okay, I love it. But I, was like, okay. I felt like I was a bit the centre of attention that day, but I wasn't even in the in the show. I was like, are you with my daughter? I'm like, no. Yeah, just, it's a fashion show. You, you, you show up to the, you post to show up to the occasion. Mm. It's a fashion show. Show up as if you know you're representing, and that's what I did. So, yeah. yeah, no, you looked amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm starting my own line, but that's shh, as you know. It's, I already know. I'm, I'm gonna be one of the models. Yes, Somebody yes. needs to know that. <laughs> We're not gonna talk too much, but okay. yes. Um, so you've spoke about the fashion side of things. Mm-hmm. What's made you? You've you a student? Media student? Yes, I am a media student. Yep. I'm studying media and per- performance. Yep. So is that kind of inspired you to do the media side of things as well? Kind of showcase who you are and, you know, what you you know you represent and have kind of create these spaces? So the media. inspiration to get into media has always been there. I've, I used to be an actor when I was a bit younger and okay. dumb and, <laughs> and foolish. <laughs> I used to be an actor, but I think... It was God's way of showing me this might be where you belong, but maybe this is not the right time. Yeah. And then now coming back to it, it's like everything has been aligning me towards that that particular route. And yeah, so that's why I'm there. I'm very passionate about TV cameras, mm-hmm. especially in front of the camera. I, there's a friend of mine I told a few moments ago. I was like, I love attention. It, it, it's bad. <laughs> Just, I love your honesty. I love attention. I love attention. Right. It, it's bad. See, I, I love it. I, I see I'm the total opposite. I like the right attention. It wouldn't say attention. I, the right kind of attention, yeah, I'm, I'm, though. Yeah, I'm quite like... I've been like that since a child. I'm very... Mm. Yeah. It's not, oh, really no. not a good thing, but it's, it depends. Mm. It depends. I'm okay with my attention. Give it to me. Give it to I, you I'm you ready for it. it. It's balance, isn't it? You need balance in life, yeah. I think. So, yeah. Okay, so that involves... Would you say the fact that you was a sexual assault victim has inspired you to create... To come up with the idea of creating these safe spaces for... Women, not just women, people, men and women that have suffered from trauma and abuse in general. So how I start working with people faced with gender-based violence goes way back to when I was working with refugees. Was that back in Kenya? Yes, when I was a refugee, I was also working for refugees. And I worked with uh, women that have faced gender-based violence. And at first, I didn't know why I was working with them. I was so passionate about it. And it made me feel like, you know, a lot of things align. People need a voice. And I had a voice. I just didn't have anything to use it for. <laughs> but you, you understand. Would you say as well, would you say you was... I think environment matters as well. Because I think if you've got a, a nurturing environment, that can help you kind of raise... Was that, do you think that was a, could have been an issue as well at the time or not? Mm. Or do you think it was just partly you? It's, 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 it probably could have had an impact on it. I'm a firstborn in my family. So as a firstborn, you're basically the natural of your little siblings. Does that make sense? So it could have played a part in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have played a part. But again, as you were saying... As I was saying earlier on, yeah, I worked with uh, a couple of women. Um, some were sexual assault survivors, but not not necessarily. 
and I had all these stories and they spoke to me. I just didn't know how mm -hmm. until more recently about beginning of this year was when I started getting my memories back and my healing journey started then when my memories came back and I realized that no, actually this has happened to me before. And not once, not twice, multiple times. It, it happened five times before the age of 18. And different people. And you realize that every single time my memories went away. And when they went away, I still repeated the same exact... Do you think they were suppressed? Your memories were suppressed? So Yes. Yeah. So the brain protects you. And then the memories go away. But you're, you're, you're putting yourself in this situation. So you're not learning from your patterns. Does that make sense? Because you can't see them. It's so important. Yeah. You acknowledge the problem. But... Mm. Like, actually taking that step reflecting and taking that practical step that's why it's a reflective reflective practice mm. it's practical yeah it's not just thinking it's theory and practice yeah it's important that it's not going to work it no. has to be aligned um so yeah we all know what problems are but are we doing anything to kind of solve the problem yeah um and that means disciplining and being discern you know discernment and knowing the alarm bells ringing Ooh, that's happened before. yeah like you've been here that, before and that's where boundaries are set and that's mm. where you understand who you are and then you don't need to apologize this is it this is who i am and this is what how you know this is you know what nitro has made me into this person whether mm. good or bad to you it's good for me and as long as we're comfortable with that and mm. know that we're genuine in our truth and we're you know showing as much love as genuine love as possible it's not in either here or there i think um so it's so important to create safe spaces and for to be around like-minded, understanding individuals. I think that it's all right. We could have both been through something, but we've dealt with it similar. Our viewpoints similar, our morals, our principles are similar. So we need to find those that are similar in order mm. to share those experiences and learn and foster like kind of a safe, nurturing mm. um, space for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's a great idea. That's why um, I thought, you know, the whole safe space around mm. these uncomfortable conversations that no one really likes having. Uncomfortable. <laughs> For a lot of people, like, mm. you know, it's accountability, in it? And being responsible, and a lot of people are like, no, it weren't me, or I didn't know, or, all right, you didn't know, but you, now you do, and what we're going to do... And most people don't even help say you do anything better. about it. First of all, most people don't say anything about it because there's... Again, back to safe spaces. There's not safe spaces. And when they are spoken about, most times they're spoken about in a light I am not very comfortable with because, yes, there's a side of being vulnerable, but how do I deal with what I am dealing with? Do you understand? Without getting re-traumatized. Re yeah. Then the third thing, the third thing that was also important in me making the decision to make the podcast was... Um, most times, men are not a part of the conversation surrounding sexual assault. And I'm not saying men are the only ones that sexually assault. No. Absolutely not. I'm not, you know. Just saying that in my own personal experience, it was men. And men are not in these conversations because, first of all, they're very uncomfortable, you know. And second of all, um, it's like... We as women don't 
create that safe space for men to also be a part of the conversations because if these things are happening and men are doing this and I know I'm they speaking be, a lot about men they should be a part 100%. of this because there are men that don't do it exactly. that want to teach their kids 100%. how to not go it's all about, about education. It, you know mentioned something about education yeah. information mm -hmm. and that stood out to me because Normally, the more information we have about something, the more informed we are, mm -hmm. the more aware we are when we are making decisions towards something. And I feel like um, the conversation around sexuality is, is in, uh, especially during the tender ages, is not talked about as much because to what do you mean tender ages in what sense uh to children younger young adults not teenagers yeah okay yeah okay i was thinking young <laughs> adults <laughs> not, not, not like babies <laughs> not babies <laughs> but young adults teenagers yeah yeah, yeah. like because i was introduced to sex through sexual assault and i never had a conversation with my parents about sex i think because they don't know not your parents, not, I can only speak for the, my environment and my culture. They weren't taught because mm. there's a lot of broken homes. Mm. There's a lot of just, it's a mess, out, you know, in from where I'm from, the yeah. culture. Not mm. just where I'm from, just the culture. Where are you from? I'm from Birmingham, but I'm oh, talking okay. generally the Afro-Caribbean background mm. and whatnot. You've got mm. the highest level of, you know, broken homes within the UK. It's a mm. mess. It's, there's no excuses for it. And I think the more we educated on, you know, casual sex and doing things... To me, the way we should by getting married and having children, that's what I think. And casual sex creates bro broken homes. Mm. And you go into like, you know, misunderstandings and what is deemed as right and what is deemed as wrong. There's a lot of women that have been assaulted, but they think it's normal. So they just carry on and they go through life being disrespected. Do you understand me? Going through this, making the same mistakes with different men because mm. they haven't learned, because, because in the environment, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's normal and for a woman to go that through didn't this. Hurt them. Yeah, and mm. I think we're the only culture that kind of celebrates that as as as, as a Caribbean. Mm. I don't know about Africa. I think now Western culture has just kind of manipulated everything. So when you get over these kind of like overseas, I think that's where I don't know what it's like in Africa so much because I've only been more on the East Africa. Mm. I haven't really been to the West. I haven't been Ghana for like ten years, but the East Africa I'm more um, I'm familiar with. It's more cultural and rooted there, so I can't really say much, but I've met a lot of Ghanaians and um, Nigerians, and they're very westernised, and it's like, the, the, 10, 15 years ago, it's like, they kept the culture, marriage was a thing, that was like, oh, just doing whatever. Mm. I think, I don't know if it's the culture when they come here, but I think we need to be, if you want to go out and have casual sex, know the consequences. Mm. That's all. I'm not saying you can't do it. I think it's but, very important to have conversations around what's safe and what's, what's not, not safe and how to play it safe. I think so sense. as well, but mm. then we come to a point where is that, a, is that objective or subjective? Is it a perspective or is it a fact? Well, what, for my... Are you educating from a personal perspective or are you educating from a, a factual-based, statistical and both? I think the conversations shouldn't be in a sense of personal experience. No. I feel like I would have benefited more from somebody telling me this is what happens. Um, because the way I've grown up, the way I was raised, I used to have these very long conversations with my father. 
and he would tell you about the consequences of what the decisions you're about to make are and then he'll he will uh, finish the conversation by saying but the ball is in your hands yeah. so you choose whether to to keep a hold of it or to let it drop you know but given the information i would then be able to decide is this what i want to be doing or is this really not what, what i want, I want to be doing exactly because i think women we make the choice as well mm. we have the key not the mm. men we do we make the choice we have we choose to bring life into the world we choose mm. who we let into our spaces so we need to start taking control over that more mm. um as well kind of thing but i think that comes with self-awareness and experience and age but mm. we, there needs to be more of us and uh, high, you know um of the older generation teaching the younger generation yeah. i think there's not much of that personally around, that also so. comes from the older generation being willing to heal yeah that's it 100% and, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. there's a lot of that that needs going on and yeah but it is what it is we've, mm. we've all got our time and you know a time to come forward and um discover who we are and it's 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 everyone's got their timing so mm. i think it's that really um what impact do you want to have like as an organization what impact um what's your goal um for future aspirations on society what impact do you want on the environment what impact do you want on society in social in social in social economic terms with your organization like the purpose the aims the objectives where do you want to go with tasa because it's, it's an amazing project and i think that in the world we're going into um I think that could be part of the um, one of the sustainable goals agenda, if it was agenda 30, which that's where we're going now. We're heading mm. into that. Mm. Yeah, we're heading into, you know, are you sustainable in the new world? Mm. How do you fit into that? Because mm. you're still young, you're in your 20s, so you've got, yeah, you know, yeah. you're the younger generation to me. So how do you fit, yeah, what, <laughs> younger what generation. has Tasha got, to, you know, <laughs> to, 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 to give to the world? What are you? So... Tasa first and foremost is um is not in a box. Mm -hmm. It's it's the 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 hope is for it to grow beyond what I could ever imagine it to grow into. But what I have for now or what my intention is is first of all to put stories out there, educate people, learn from, you know, the because it, it, it's not me putting stories out there for people to learn. I'm learning too. Mm -hmm. You get me? So education, information. And then secondly, um, representation. That's a very big one for me because growing up, I've always wanted the kinds of things I wanted. I didn't see people like me doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, course, and say yeah, the kinds <laughs> of no groups, inspiration. Yeah, like where I'm from, There's, it was always this TV. Yeah, or something radio. Or it was never an environmental thing with me. I was mm -hmm. never inspired by my environment, which is sad. But um, you inspire yourself, don't you? Yeah. So with me, the inspiration was there. They yeah. just didn't look like me. Does that make sense? They, they didn't yeah, yeah, look like yeah. me. Uh, for example, there's times when um, I was so obsessed with this acting thing. And my my major, the, the, the people that I used to look at and be like, he just did it. it, it there, there were male figures, yeah. you know, going and fighting. And, was this you know, in real combat. life? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Was this On back TV, home? yes. On TV? When I was young, yeah. Was this off TV more or would you say real life experiences? So... 
My inspiration came from TV mostly. Yes, same as me. It mm. wasn't an immediate environment. It wasn't a no. real life environment. It was over. It was off the TV. Yeah, because most of the times I found myself wanting to escape what I was the reality of the your, reality yeah. of my life. Yeah. And I'm not saying it was poor or it was wrong or bad or anything like that. It it, it was just. I found myself wanting to You're bigger than that. get yeah. I found myself wanting to see life from different perspectives yeah. from what was my reality mm -hmm. at the time. Because you know, there's more yeah. to life than that. Mm. You know. So second thing is representation. Third is healing. I've grown up with a lot of anger, mm -hmm. and there these people that I meet in life, and you're like, mm, you're angry. Because you felt you yeah, I've yeah. been that girl. Yeah. I've been there. You're mm -hmm. very, very angry, and I wanna sort of share my story and how I've been able to sort of let go and move into a space where I'm at peace yeah. with myself within and on the outside, and I want to share that. So somebody that is going through exactly what I was going through has somebody to maybe sort of look at and be like, mm, if she can go through it, maybe I can. Do you understand? Get out of it. Mm. Better, 10 yeah. times better. Um, mm. So what's the future? Have you got any more, have you got any shows coming up for TASA UK? Is there anything in the pipeline with the fashion apart from my shh? My upcoming clothing <laughs> line. Launch. Well, that one is that one. But mm. Is there anything Tassa UK is um, involved with involved so, in, in the near future? Yes, there's a couple of fashion shows coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, Black Fest, which is in Liverpool, mm -hmm. and um, Cultureville, mm -hmm. uh, is another show that I was uh, planning on doing. Um, yeah, so those are the two runway shows that we were planning on doing. There's a project coming up for next year where I will be, Tassa, the fashions, Tassa UK will be sponsoring 10 brides. Oh, lovely. Yeah, we'll be making, um, it's, it's going to be like a show where we are helping 10 brides um, get their dream dress so whoever is getting married next year maybe you could be one of my brides yeah. so yeah there's that yeah and then um the other thing that um maybe is coming up for tassa is not tassa but oh no that's not tassa that's shadia two different entities but um we will be i will be uh running on um the miss pride of africa pageant oh lovely and yeah so that's, that's what is coming up a lot going on yeah quite a lot so, before the end of the year as well I can't wait i know thank you for coming on to shades of reality and sharing mm. your amazing inspirational journey i can't wait to see what tassa uk has in store for the future guys instagram um what other social media so um, my personal instagram is it's sharia tassa yeah and then uh, the Instagram for the Tassa Network, which is TTN TV, mm -hmm. is uh, the Tassa Network. Mm -hmm. And then Tassa Fashion is Tassa.uk. No problem. Yeah. Thank you for watching, guys. <laughs>